0: Hey Climax owners. Welcome to the Climax Zone. Serving me a good old uh the green apple treat on this great, great, great Sunday. Oh, you hear it, don't you? You hear it? Pull it up, pull it up, pull it up, dry the boat. <laughs> Let me be good. It's still Sunday. But um, it's me. It's the green apple. And of course, you know, I live in a legal state, so it's definitely some of that good medicinal sativa. I've learned a lot about the great strains here in California. Sativa is somewhat of an upper. Sativa sativa matches my Pisces shit completely. Because as a Pisces, if you're a Pisces, you know we are very creative. They say we're dreamers, but I think we can just see our—we can just see our dreams visually. We can visualize it, and this a that had me want to get up and paint a whole damn house. Like this is where all my creativity comes from. <laughs> it opens up the door, and I love it. Opposed to the indica, which I say now was probably that street weed I used to buy, you know, when I stayed in Georgia, because indica makes me sleepy and lazy and hungry with the munchies and shit don't me, want to do shit. So, I I have a whole routine. When it's that time of the month and I'm about to be a bitch, I go to my indica because she rocks me to sleep, rubs my stomach, I'm good, I'm calm, I ain't popping the head off a fucking kitten, even though I feel like I want to, you know, Mother Nature be having you ready to pop off. And when I have to be out in the world or conduct business or when I'm not doing anything, I'm on my sativa because, like I said, it keeps the creative juices flowing. I'm always coming up with new designs and new ideas and new new business ventures and shit. You know, yeah, us Pisces, we're dreamers. But one thing about it, we can put our dreams to fruition. All you gotta do is speak it into existence. You know. What are you guys doing on this wonderful Sunday? I, and this may be lame to others, I have this this program I bought a while ago, and it's called Dragon, 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 or whatever. You can speak to it, and it types for you. Yeah, I don't like the way it was, because it was doing something wrong, but I had bought my baby a Chromebook for school, but come to find out, that's not what they're using. Hell, they was on iPads and shit, so she got an iPad. But I was playing around with this Chromebook, and I saw that in the Word documents it has a microphone as well. So I tried it out today. Man, I was able to write four more pages in my book just by sitting here smoking and telling my story. Of course, I had to go back and do a couple of spell checks, you know, edit it or whatever. But do you know how much easy it's going to be? For me to just talk into this microphone and tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though. I'm just saying. And I be tripping. I know I'm probably bouncing around, but I'm really just checking in because I ain't top y'all in a minute. But you know, it be it be cracking me up when people be like. When friendships end and people be bitter as fuck, you know what I learned? Whether it be a heartbreak from a dude, a heartbreak from a fake ass friend, whatever I come in contact with. Because I had such a success with my first book, I'm not studying y'all folks. Don't you know I'm going to write you in my book and knock your ass off? I got time for that. I'm not going to jail for hurting nobody. I know what these hands are capable of doing. I'm gonna put you in a book <laughs> and torture your ass, and there's nothing that you can do about it because it's mine. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you monetize off of bullshit. Monetize off of it. If I didn't put your name directly in my book, who says I'm talking about you? It's a motherfucker hurt, touched, bothered, and bruised right now. By my first book but the crazy part about that is don't nobody know who the fuck you are and if there's something in my book that is about you the only way people will know that you the motherfucker i'm talking about is you keep walking around being mad about it read the motherfucker and keep moving <laughs> like stop always chasing that line I'm like baby girl It's not about you. Now, my life story is about you. Here's my life story. You are who you are. And see, look at that. I ain't going to even put you out there. But you in it. But the world don't know who. So why don't you stop putting that sticker, that kick me sticker on your back? Keep it moving. Because if y'all thought book one was something, where'd you get the book two? And it it's crazy to me. I'm gonna be real transparent right now. It's crazy to me that people didn't have the patience to wait for book two to come out. A lot of people, family-wise, not never any strangers or friends. Because they already know. Because they're my friends. Strangers, they're picking up the book, reading a great book, and enjoying it. Family is reading that motherfucker... And a lot of them probably feeling touched. Here's the thing, though. My book is not about family. My first book touches on everything that it touches on because I was born. <laughs> like, those are, the, those are the chronicles of my childhood. I cannot give you my life story and oh, just jump to the part where, no, it doesn't work like that. dum dumb Because... I was told, oh, why you, I feel like you putting too much of the family information in and that's supposed to be about you. Yes, that is the beginning. Book two, three, both of them going to be about all my dirt. I own my shit. There is nothing that I've done in life that I'm ashamed of. The fuck? Can't nobody whoop my ass but God. And we got, we already talked. I don't give a fuck if I get up tomorrow and do some shit. The things I've done in my past is just what they are, my past. I came, I saw, and I conquered that shit. You know what I'm saying? I mastered that shit. I was a beast at that shit. But when I sit here now at 41 and look back on the shit I've done, do I feel do I feel kind of fucked up? Yeah. I feel fucked up, not because of what I've done, but I feel fucked up because it was certain things while I was doing what I was doing, I could have changed. And today would have been a different way. But at the same time, I don't regret it because when you're raised how I was fucking raised and you went through what I fucking went through, the paths you choose are just that. They good for that moment. Now, the shit that I was doing then, would I do it now? Hell no. I'm raising a young lady. And the life I'm giving her and building for her, I do what I do because I use my fucked up ass childhood as a blueprint to how I would never treat my daughter. And that's why people understand I'm a little bit more closed off. You know, I ain't, I'm not... I don't really trust people around my baby like that. I'm all those things because I'm not the person that raised me. I'm not the person that gave birth to me. They didn't give a fuck. They, they didn't overthink things. It was just, you know, they was doing them. Me, I overthink things because every step I make, I think, well, how, how would she feel if I do this? Or i will be like, did this ever happen? Did I Did my mom ever do this? How did I feel when it happened? You know, when people ask me, do I want to go hang out? Or do I want I don't feel like I should be leaving my child. I'm a single parent. If my child does in California there's no law for what age you leave your kids home, to your own to your own um choosing. My thing is this. Only time my child is here, it's about for four or five hours, and I'm at work, which is like 15 minutes away. And while I'm at work, she's on the phone, on my speakerphone. Like, that's one thing I had told my managers. That's where my zero tolerance at. I'm going to call and check on my baby, or I'm going to have her on a speakerphone. That's the only time you're going to see me just on my phone like that. But when people ask me to go out to the club, or go on dates, or go kick it, that is not a reason to leave her home like I would feel fucked up I'm out here having a ball I'm out here having fun but my child at home by herself at 12 years old my, my priorities just don't range like that like for me that's my only child it's all about her that's my lifeline I get up, move, function, grind, everything I do, each breath I take is because I want to be here for her. So I don't, I don't, and I don't knock the people that, you know, take their kids to a babysitter or leave their kids at home. I ain't judging nobody. Do you. That's your life. What you eat don't make me shit. I promise you it don't. I'm the last motherfucker to judge anybody. Just don't come for me. You know what I'm saying? But I figure when she gets up in her teens, you know, maybe 15, 16, 14, I don't know. I maybe, I don't know. I have to feel, I have to go along the path and just feel and see when I feel like she's ready, you know, or she's good. Sometimes we have to just put our kids first, man. I feel like all the time. Because there's so many babies out here that's not being loved on. People are, man, can't neglect these babies, man. The next generation. Like, look at what's going on. We need the best ones we can have for their generation. But I don't want to get too deep on that. Cause um, these I, these these politic things is crazy. Like, I'ma let people believe what they wanna believe, and I'ma know what I know. So I ain't gonna talk about that on my podcast. But um, I hope everybody's doing good. I just want to check in and say I'm excited that I'm going to do my due diligence to have this book done <laughs> before the end of the year. <laughs> it's just a lot, man. Y'all gotta understand I'm reliving shit that I have buried. But I felt the reason I'm writing this somebody asked me that too why was I writing this book because when you're when you're it's still a void in me from being a little girl and tried to tell people and when nobody listened or they didn't believe you you know after all the shit I went through did nobody take my hand and take me to go see a therapist or a counselor or talk to nobody or you know it was. You know, it was back in that time where people want to sweep shit up under the rug. and I'm not that relative. I'm not that daughter, sister, brother, auntie, cousin, friend. I'm not that relative. I ain't hiding shit. If it happened, it happened. Shit, if I was there and I know it happened and somebody asked me about it, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. It is what it is, but at the same time, again, that is just a small part. I put that in my book because I want people to understand why I am the way I am, why I make the moves I make, why my attitude is the way people think my attitude is. Whatever you, you know, I'm saying, whatever people may think, it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, I'm willing to put my shit out on the table. Hell, I want to know. I want to understand why I think and move the way I move. I want to understand why I took the paths that I took, why I did the things that I've done. You know? But throughout the whole time, God had that grip and hold on me. My willpower was strong as a motherfucker. I only did just enough to have experiences. <laughs> You know, he only allowed, he only, he only allowed my pinky toe to get wet. He had my back the whole time. So don't regret nothing you've been through in your life ever. Just know it was a lesson. Everything happens for a reason. Don't make nobody make, don't let nobody make you feel bad about nothing you've done. So on that note, I've been on here a little too long. But I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.